Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Dirty Sports Masters Special. Featuring myself, Joe Prano, and the official golf correspondent of the Dirty Sports Podcast and dear friend of the show, Mr. Tug Coker. Tug, how are Hello, you? Hello, Joe. This is... Uh, <laughs> I, I, love... <laughs> I should be Hello, Friends, in honor of Jim Nance to, to kick off the Masters. Is, is that, is that, Hello, that's, that's how Nance comes in. Hello, friends. Hello, friends, for all of his endeavors, but especially known for with the Masters. You know, it's, it's look, before we go full fledged into golf, we just watched what a great week Jim Nance has. Did Jim Nance have a better week than covering the NCAA Final Four and then flying to Augusta, driving down Magnolia Lane, and then covering his greatest, his most favorite event, the Masters, for four days? incredible week this is why for a tc minute i put jim nance number one because of the this week alone i feel like it's just an, and then he covered the super bowl early this year bad super bowl but like what a first four months for jim nance the year of nance it really is and the houston cougars his alma mater fun fact to, to, to go into golf was a good friends with freddie couples at houston when freddie was coming up the first of what I can only assume are many tug nugs <laughs> yeah, exactly. on, this, on this Jim Nance bonanza. <laughs> tug, you uh, have been talking to me about this for a while. You wanted to do a master's preview. Um, we, have been, we have been playing golf together now uh, pretty regularly. I have, have gotten into golf in the last, you know, eight months deeper than I ever imagined I would get into golf. Um, and now we're doing what honestly dirt balls and the dirty sports podcast network would have considered probably impossible just a year ago, a dirty sports masters preview somewhere. Andy Ruther is feeling, you know, the hairs raised on the back of his neck. He doesn't know what's going on. It's like somebody's walking over his grave. <laughs> well, the hairs are raising on the back of his neck while he's busy watching old game film that he sends to you and me from his high school playing days. Andy, that's a kind of a, for another time, maybe. Andy, no, no, that's ab- that's absolutely for this time. Andy sent you uh, some some video that he had found while perusing, you know, the ruther family archives and you're like what are you doing right now and he's like you know just and and i texted you on the side and i'm happy to say this knowing that andy ruther will hear it i text you on the side i'm like i i do this i get this text daily (laughs) andy spends at least i think 90 minutes a day just digging into some old boxes or some old videos or some old pictures i mean talk about magnolia drive ruther takes a daily trip down memory lane for it's true i mean the reason i brought it up is because like it was the middle of the day um and he sent us like him as a five-year-old and then him uh, doing a pick six in high school so i can't imagine those things were together 
So he's just like, I don't know if he's cataloging or just sitting there like in his basement with a bowl of popcorn. Unless just... unless Walt put together like a true Andy highlight film that's, <laughs> yeah. that started with the first time he talked to a girl and ended with his high school touchdown. <laughs> it's true. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I, I'm so happy for Andy, but I, and I mean this sincerely, when I text you, I'm like, I'm curious to know what he's doing. He talks a lot about like upkeep at the house. You know, a lot. He's really becoming a Midwestern dad, but he's a single person. I so, look forward to being included on the text now that you are also a homeowner of you and Andy, like trading like lawn care details and you know what's in the garage. And I, I'm I'm more of a half step though because I bought a townhouse, so I pay an HOA, so people still take care of the the lawn for me. I'm not ready to go a hundred percent in to you know these sort of endeavors the best of so, both worlds that's exactly right that's exactly right so yeah anyway well it, it's a great um i'm really happy that you did this because you know last i think a year or two ago you were getting into tennis as far as watching tennis uh which we still you and i still care about i'm still you know we get together to watch wimbledon or the french but the biggest surprise of the year as as you know you said earlier uh, you definitely playing golf. I think you're getting, you're warming to the idea of watching golf, but you'll, if you, you saw it last November, there's something special about Augusta. Um, something special about the masters. I went once I went up to the Wednesday practice round for those who, you know, who are, us are golf fans know that like there's a par three tournament on that Wednesday. Uh, it's a little looser, you know, like sometimes the, the caddies will hit the kids, the, you know, the players, kids become the players, they caddy. Sometimes they'll bring out like a celebrity. There's bunches of hole, holes in one. Yeah, you see, just in last year, there was a lot of that. I mean, I must have seen the clip of somebody skipping it across the water and holing it out 25 times in the weekend. No, that's a practice round. That, that's, that's on 16. So that's on 16, the par three, which is famous for, among other things, you know, when Tiger had that one chip that went rolled up the hill, back down the hill. And he has the world's worst high five with Steve Williams of all time. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone practices that skip across the part three. Everyone goes to watch that during the practice rounds. And then you can kind of, you know, migrate over to the par three. It's a really, it's a really great day. And one thing I'll say for people who, you know, if you've been to the masters, you got to go because they keep the, the concession prices down to like, I don't know, mid 20th century prices, like a $2, you know, pimento cheese sandwich, a beverage, can't bring your phone in, all that kind of stuff. And the first thing I remember, and I, um, I, my goal is to get back to watch, a, a, you know, uh, a round, like a, a true round in the tournament. But everybody's there is, is how, how hilly the, um, the course is. It's really, really hilly like much the elevation changes are much more apparent in person than they are uh, on TV. So that's really, really cool to see. And um, yeah, I think, I think along with like the final four, the Super Bowl, NBA final, whatever, I think the masters should be on people's bucket list for places to go. And there's a lottery every year. You can, you can enter every year as a lottery, like the final four. Yeah. And I've lost, I think I've lost what 15, you know, every year I've tried, (laughs) but um, it still gives you the, the, you know, the sense of hope. Well, you know, like I said, I've, I've gotten into playing golf for sure. I'm watching golf. Like I now I'm doing something that I was never a part of my, you know, sports watching strategy before, which is now, if nothing's on, I'll, I'll put the golf on. If, 
you know, nothing was on the past. I'd throw on a movie. I'd watch a baseball game. I didn't care about. I'd watch a whatever. But if, you know, if, if my thing isn't on and golf's on, I'm like, okay, I'll watch it, but I'm still, and I want people to know this, like I'm still very much an amateur in terms of my playing in terms of my golf knowledge. So I'm, I'm here as sort of a, uh, you know, a moderator and I have many questions for you and uh, you're going to be our lead dog here uh, for this master's preview. But I, you know, I'm looking forward to, to hearing a lot of things. So I first want to start with, since you talked about your boy and many golf fans, boys, uh, Tiger, uh, his, his chip on 16, how does Tiger uh, not being at the Masters this year, how does that affect your excitement level? Me, not at all, because I love this event. I love golf. I think it's going to affect the casual fan um, probably for a long, long time. I mean, maybe until Tiger comes back and plays again, or, you know, it becomes generational. There's another player that becomes, you know, the, you know, the LeBron of golf, like a 6'8" you know, behemoth comes and dominates the game. Like Tiger is like once in, uh, I feel like a multi-generation player. So it will, you know, all the numbers, you know, from a viewing standpoint, sports have just been down all the, you know, across the board the past year. I expect the Masters probably to be down this year. But uh, if you care about golf, like you you make time to to tune in to, um, to the event uh, to which I bought a TV yesterday. I'm moving it. For those of you who know, I'm moving into this townhouse. Don't have a TV. So I ran to Best Buy yesterday to pick up a TV. Did, you, I don't leave, have did you leave your TV at your old house? Was that part of the deal? Was I have an old TV that was running like a thin black line across the screen. So yeah. I was in the market for a TV. And um, I'm, I'm, the one I want to buy is this really nice one that's coming out next month. So I was like, I need like a, just like a hold me over tv the bridge tv basically a bridge tv and i didn't get any cable set up so but um i, I subscribed to paramount plus this is a plug for paramount plus so i could but it's a, if, if you want to do a free trial for paramount plus this is the week why because it had the national championship and the masters so you start on monday you cancel on sunday um and you get like two of the best sporting events of the year so that's what i'm doing so i'm i'm a diehard when it comes to the masters i have uh, just just because you brought it up i have a great leaving a tv behind story i had one of those like one of the original flat screen like 65 inches that somebody gifted to me after they uh no longer needed it in my in my fourth story apartment in brooklyn and when i was leaving i was like listen i'm just getting rid of this tv like yeah i was moving to california and i was like the idea of bringing this or selling it it's so big and i had a friend of mine who is a uh new york city fireman and he was like listen I know getting it up and down is difficult, but I'll come. I can put a pulley system out the window if I needed to. I can bring, you know, some other guys from my ladder company. We'll get it down. I want the TV. We'll put it in the firehouse. So I was like, all right, everything's going to be out, but you, you're, you'll come on the last day and take this TV. He's like, I'll be there. He comes. The TV is so big. I can't even believe we managed to get it up because two New York city firemen could not figure out how to get it down. And then I was like, well, guys, I now, it's here because you guys said you wanted it. So I got to get it out one way or the other. So two New York city firemen took fire axes to a 65 inch, like behemoth TV and just destroyed it. And then we took it out in garbage bags. 
That's like a 65 inch, but that's like a little bit ahead of its time. Like, that was like a pretty it was quality TV. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say at this point it was like my drug dealer's TV that when he upgraded to like a real TV, it was like, yo, you want this 65 inch dog? <laughs> And when he, and when he first got it, I would go over to his house and smoke pot and was so blown out of my mind at the HD quality and the size. I was just like, yo, this is the best TV of all time. And he literally was like, I just remember you being here and being in awe of my TV. So if you want it, it's yours. He's like, but you got to get it out and you got to get it into your place. And me and a couple of friends did it. And then two firemen couldn't figure out how to get it out. So just a good you, TV story. It is. And the last, last thing I'll say is like, because you, you also moved recently. Did Are you a person that like researches TVs or are you just like, just go get me whatever? Like, No. I, I mean, honestly, I think most of the TVs I've acquired have been like gifted or like somebody's leftover or like this was in our office and our office is closing. Take this. Like I didn't pay for either of the TVs, either of the three TVs in my house right now one's andy ruther's third tv from the oh, yeah. studio mm -hmm. the one behind me here is like i think my brother gave it to me so no i'm, I'm the same way but this is the first time like I, you know like i said i bought this townhouse i'm like i mean i'm gonna do it right i'm gonna get these I mean, nice if you're gonna TVs. buy one buy buy a good one i'm gonna buy the best one I mean, the best one that i can afford um yeah but it doesn't come out till may so all to say i'm all in on the masters and i'll do anything to watch it and I'm sorry that, you know, the Tiger won't be there this year. I got to um, say the Tiger, the lack of Tiger, you know, I, over the years, over the history of my life as a sports fan, I've watched the Masters. You know, I've watched hundreds of hours of the Masters just because, as you said, it's it's sort of like even if I didn't watch any golf event, it's the Masters. Right. So it's like, oh, tune in, like have some sort of minor knowledge of what's going on in sports. If you're a sports guy, watch it. Watch a couple hours of the Masters. And I got to say, I am excited as now somebody who's into golf. I'm probably more excited about the Masters that Tiger won't be there than if you would, because there's so much about golf that I want to see. I want more as opposed to like just one guy, so much focus on this one guy who may or may not be in contention just because he's Mr. You know, he's Mr. Ratings. That's the cool thing about this course, and hopefully, you know, people who are listening understand as well, is, is, you know, they rotate a lot of the majors, every other major. They rotate them, you know, so they're playing there every five years, seven years. This is the one course that we come back to every year in the major, and there's just what's baked into the, to the, to the event is just all the memories, the people who hit the, the Jordan Spieth going into the water on 12, you know, Tiger – Chipping in on 16, Curtis Strange in 13, like hitting into the water, you know, Chip Beck laying up on 15. Like you can just go back and forth to all these memories just by watching. And I think that sort of, there's like a romantic vibe with the Masters because you just come back every year and, it, and, it, and it's well-timed. I mean, last year was a unique thing because it was in November, but it really reminds you of sort of a, we're moving into spring. Basketball is sort of seen as a winter sport. That com that concludes in the college ranks on the Monday, and then we move into, you know, the 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 azaleas and the beautiful flowers. The masters we all know work so hard to create. They pump in the bird sounds, you know, to do everything to make sure that shows show how idyllic the place is. Well, where, whereas you look underneath, if you were to like dig up the dirt, you would see like basically um, an Elon Musk esque creation 
um, of you know man-made artifice to kind of keep this thing so green and and so dry and um, it dried out. So, so well, I'm, um, I'm glad you I'm glad you went down this path because you know the thing for me as a new golfer, what I enjoy really most about it and and the pandemic has obviously pushed me into this is it's something to do outside. It's something to you know get out and play. And for me, the most enjoyable thing is playing new and different courses. And now that I and playing the game and experiencing what a course that's hilly, a course that's flat, a course that's open, a course that's closed, all that stuff, how that, you know, that that's affected how I watch golf and how I appreciate the courses that are, that are being played on the tour. So let me ask you, what is, what makes Augusta so special? What about the course itself makes it so great? I mean, I'm sure pros will answer this better than I can because, you know, it's a lifelong dream to try and play. That's why you and I work too, so hard to work for CBS Viacom shows to get that lucky uh, opportunity <laughs> to go play the Masters. Um, but it's special because of, uh, of how it's just unbelievably well, you know, for the players, unbelievably well manicured, well kept. Every shot is pristine. The greens are incredibly hard. It's usually all about the putting. You have to be a great putter. Um, there's a real sense of tradition there, including like the champions dinners that happen every year. I'll go into Dustin Johnson's, um, you know, menu later in, in the show. Um, and just um, from, from purposes of the golf course, like it, it usually in, in the past, it used to be what would be considered like a drawers golf course, like a, guys who could hit the ball from right to left. Um, you know, since Tiger came and, you know, blew up the course with his length, you know, you see guys like Dustin Johnson be able to win hitting mainly one direction, one, you know, left to right. Uh, the bombers can do that, but you see guys, people, you know, kind of, um, sneak in there and win a mass. Zach Johnson is known as like a shorter hitter, just really precise. So there's, there's, I think one of the things that's kind of cool is that there are multiple ways to win on this course. You, you think it's usually like the big bombers, but there are guys that can sneak in there. Uh, it's Trevor Immelman comes to mind, you know, in 08 and Zach Johnson, even, even Danny Willett who won a few years ago, Schwartzel. Um, so I think that, and also the fact that the back nine just pr pr uh, provides so many, firework opportunities i mean you come home uh you know there's aim in corner famously aim in corner which is 11 12 13 t you have 12 which is could be a, you know disaster which we saw as jordan spieth 13 is an eagle birdie potential chance to get one back 15 is like a go for it or lay up or you know with water looming in the front and the back um 16 has a chance to get close there's a lot of risk reward in a six seven hole stretch and you'll hear it you know everyone who listens to this podcast because well, knows like the famous saying like the the masters doesn't start until the back nine on sunday so i think one the last thing i'll say is that like it's just a real opportunity for drama uh so many so many times throughout the years it's been it's just a drama filled tournament and i think that's part of the appeal yeah, you were talking about big hitters, and so anytime you hear big hitters in golf these days, your mind immediately goes to Bryson DeChambeau. This is a guy I knew. Again, I'm not new golf fan, new golfer, new everything. I didn't know this person's name until you put on Twitter in response to a dirt ball talking about golf. Like, 
Joe's a big Bryson DeChambeau guy. And I was like, I don't even know who that is, but uh, I'll check it out. And now obviously watching, you know, now that, now that the internet has figured out my algorithm and I'm buying things on golf and I'm watching <laughs> and I'm watching golf tips now all day, every day, all I see is Bryson hitting on the range while VJ watches Bryson's celebration in the tournament a couple of weeks ago, the Bryson, this Bryson, that. And I remember when he was in the process of winning the U S open, I have uh, a number of good friends from home who are uh, members at winged foot. My best friend uh, is a member there. And he told me as Bryson was sort of coming down the stretch, he said, uh, Bryson should watch out for a uh, runaway car on one of the fairways, uh, happy Gilmore style. The, the membership is enraged at the idea of him winning. And I've asked a number of people this, and I haven't really gotten a great answer that I can, you know, say, I get it. Why is this guy seemingly hated by the majority of golf fans? Man, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of other podcasts in the golf world discuss Bryson ad nauseum. And I think like part, part of it's just go to his Instagram, go to his social media and see the way some, some people just don't like it. Whenever he wins, he, you know, he does his due job. He's like due diligence. He's a company man. Like if you, when he won a couple weeks ago, he, like they asked him a question. And the first thing he did was thank his 25 sponsors. And some people just don't, like that like he's very he's he's calculated like he's calculated until to all the way down to you know his clubs his clubs are all you know he's just unique in the way he plays all his clubs are the same length uh, except for the driver you know he wants them to be at six iron length which is an advantage he just tinkers with golf in a way that i think rubs some traditionalists the wrong way um where I, where other people admire a lot of pros you'll see admiring what, what he's doing and try to like borrow it. But I think some of the personality, if I, for instance, I saw the other day on the Instagram post where he has like a couple of homies that he like has in a lot of his videos and he has like a weight room down in his garage with, with like a Bryson DeChambeau symbol on the seating of like a leg of like a, you know, quad press. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and like, they're like, Bryce, you get down here. You're like, you know, and he, and they're like, it was obviously a, a staged yes, production. I saw this. Yeah. You saw them where he runs down and starts grunting and doing squats. And like, I think people just question his authenticity, uh, as a persona, like you know, he wears like the Ben Hogan hat, you know, he, like, he like wants to, uh, not pay tribute to the, to the greats of the past, but he's also sort of like. A, a bit meaty, but also a scientist. Like people are just trying to understand who he is and like where his authenticity lies. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, it seems like, the, you know, across sports these days, especially younger sports fans, they've really embraced the move to analytics, the move to thinking outside the box, the move to put, kind of putting the old stuff in its place and embracing the new, you know, we're talking about launch angle nonstop in baseball and we're talking about spin rate for the pitchers. And it seems like he's kind of down that path and, and yet at the same time, it seems maybe it's just that golf fans tend to be more tr traditional, um, even if they're younger. 
but it seems like that's kind of being embraced around sports, but hated when he's doing it. And the other thing about him that I find weird is I read this big athletic piece on him. It's like, oh, he's hyper competitive. We have, you know, we have a quote from his, you know, uh, third grade gym coach who said he was, you know, killing kids in dodgeball and whatever. And it's like, these are all the stories we've heard about Kobe Bryant, about Michael Jordan, about all these guys forever. And it's like, we love that mob mentality. And is it, is it the divide between those types of sports and golf or is, is am I missing part of the picture here? You, you bring up a good point. Cause I, I think it really is funny that people always talk about these, like the competitive nature of people that like somehow scale the, the mountain that everyone has tried at some point in their lives. But there is a rivalry in golf between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. And the personas are both seen as like athlete, uh, could be considered like meaty uh, dudes. Um, Bryson is known as a guy that outworks the competition, always on the range, you know, tinkering always. Bryce uh, uh, Brooks is a guy who's like, I hate golf. He's like, I hate practice. If it's not a major, I'm not practicing. It's sort of like a, Shaq, like a Shaq Kobe vibes. Shaq Kobe, okay, like a not. I mean, who knows how if if Kepka actually means this, or he's just trying to put out a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like beat it, nerd vibe. Um. So and those and those those guys clash. So I think like, um, there are you know, Tiger was the you know not in the dirty sports household. Like, you know, people really rallied around Tiger, and once Tiger has kind of. Uh, moved out of the golf scene like people are looking for other lead, you know people to root for and i think there's a lot more um there isn't like one guy phil's not it wasn't like it was tiger and phil for a while you know um and now it's like who, who do we root for so there's like a, there's like a real personality I, mean, I think that's kind of cool like let's get these personalities out there let's get some heels yeah. i think like if you're not into golf like following bryson is kind of a cool like this guy's like a full-on he's okay being a heel I, I um, gotta say, you were you were totally joking. You told me you, you the first time I read this person's name that I can recall is you kind of being like, "Prano's a big Bryson guy," and now I'm like, "I'm a big Bryson guy." Like yeah. the same way I hated Tiger because everybody slurped him. I'm now like, "Yeah, I'm in on this heel who just like wants to you know two arm celebrate like bomb drives over the water <laughs> and like." I can, I can appreciate this. At least it's like, it's, there's a personality there. It's a weird one. It's sort of off-putting, but at least it's a personality. And so many of these guys, I feel like that's, you know, certainly a problem with golf. Although I think traditional golf fans prefer it is that a lot of these guys don't have much of a personality. You'll hear a lot of these shows, a lot of people on Twitter kind of clamoring because there's so many, and I've always said this, like, uh, you know, one of the reasons I like golf is because it reminds me of your career and my career. It's like it really. The only difference is, like, oh, there's a lot of individual. You know, it's there's a lot of team, um, like on the practice rounds. But when you go out, it's you doing it. It's you you doing the stand up. Me going in there and auditioning and like writing the writing the the scripts and the shows. And I'm I, I like to get into the psyche of golfers because like if you know. If they miss the cut, they don't get paid. Now, if they get 20th, they make $500,000, right. which you and I don't do <laughs> uh, in our field. Um, but I'm just like, I, I always find myself like 
wanting to read more about how these uh, these people who play individual sports kind of battle the highs and lows, because I feel like there's something that you and I can glean from that um, in, in that space. And like, there's people. So I, my, my point is, I think people are starved for those sort of personalities. We want to get to know these people better. And there, and there are a lot of people, it doesn't matter to me if it's like you're Dustin Johnson or you're like the guy fighting to stay on the tour. Like I'm as interested in that guy maybe even more interested because like I'm, I relate more closely to that than I am like Dustin Johnson is basically like, you know, uh, Jaden Smith. He's like Will Smith's kid. Like, right. it's like, there's just more opportunity. Things are going to be set in place. I'm curious to know like how this dude, like, you know, started on the corn Ferry tour and made it up the ranks. And now he's like a, you know, a force. So you're right. I think there's a lot of room for character and Bison is, I actually find myself, kind of scoffing at Bryson, but also like wanting him to play well, because I like people that game the system uh, in a way. So, yeah, it, it, it seems to me like just diving into these waters, there's a weird, it, like there's no real rhyme or reason for anyone to like any particular golfer or dislike any particular golfer. But, you know, as I follow more golf social media follow more golf, Twitter, follow along during these tournaments, uh, click on the hashtags for the tournaments that I've never clicked on before and see what people are saying. You're like, man, people really want, you know, this guy to win or really hate this guy. And like, it just seems like, you know, it's, it's really this personal preference where everybody just goes, I like this guy and this like, so on a, on a weekly basis, maybe even, you know, coming into this week, separate from our obviously picks and our gambling talk and who we think is going to win. Like, who do you pull for? Like, if you, who would your final couple pairings be if, you, if, if it was a, you know, a best of tugs world? It's a great question. I actually don't really find myself pulling for a lot of players in golf uh, for whatever reason. I think what I do, I, I, I like, I pull for Dustin Johnson right now because I like to see. He's tall. He's bearded. Tall, bearded. You, you see, know, you see a little of yourself in him. I see. I do see myself in him. Smoking um, hot wife. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna cut that and send that to my wife, Catherine. Um, but he's he's underachieved. He's the best. He's the most talented player and the best player in the world at the moment. But he's underachieved at the majors. He has two now, and I think he's. I think it's like Phil for me. Phil to me is a top eight player ever of all time. His majors don't put him there. And I think I would love to have seen Phil kind of uh, get to where I think he should be in the annals of history. And I think that's where I am with Dustin Johnson. I think Dustin Johnson is more than a two major winner. I think he's a five to six major winner up there with Phil for sure. So I'm kind of pulling for Justin to fulfill what I think his destiny is as a player and should get to that five or six major wins. So I, I, I root for that. He's had a bunch of meltdowns in the past. 2010, you know, Pebble leading going into the final round, shoots an 82 or something. Uh, you know, course that you play, which is, is a quick aside. One thing about golf that I love, and you, you and I need to play, tor like, I like playing Tory. Um, I like playing courses that are on the tour because it's fun to watch them on TV. Like when you watch Pebble, you're like, oh, I you know, had this awesome shot over 8-2. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just a cool feeling about that. That's why, like, you know, playing the Masters would be – or Augusta National would be an incredible opportunity just to see, like, have an appreci having an appreciation for, like, that shot that, you know, that guy hits or whatever. Um, but back to your question, I'm rooting for Dustin Johnson. 
I've been on the Jordan Spieth sort of resurrection tour. He got his win last week. Um, he's he, speaking of an interesting character because, you know, a lot of people love him. He's very chatty. Um, I think there's been a big push in golf uh, viewing and tele, you know, te- televiewing, telecasting to like do less talking as a broadcaster and more like hearing the uh, conversation between the caddy. And, that, and that's great for Jordan because Jordan never stops talking. Um, but I think Dustin Johnson's probably the guy I root for, for first. And there's a few guys out there that I'm like, I, I think they're pretty cool or whatever. I would root for like Xander Shoffley, who's like a San Diego, uh, you know, Southern California kid. Um, Morikawa, but yeah, I mean, there's really not no one out there. I'm like, yes, uh, I think that guy is my 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 guy. I mean, do you have certain guys outside of Bryson? No, not really. I mean, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Justin Thomas won, he seemed like a nice guy, seemed fun to root for. I know he's had he's had some controversy recently, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, like I'm so I'm so new to the world that like at the time when he was winning that tournament. I wasn't even connecting the name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, that's the guy. And then when they brought it up, I was like, but you know, his reaction on, I believe it was 18 when he almost, you know, had that bounce into the water seemed really just like kind of a real down to earth guy's reaction to something like how I would handle damn near going out of bounds when I'm leading a tournament. Uh, and so he seemed, he seemed like a nice guy. I mean, then like, then, you know, the characters like, the people that I've seen on social media, the people that like speak to me is just like people like he, he probably, you know, he's, I know he's a long shot to win it, but a two-time winner is Bubba Watson, weird guy, but, but kind of fun, weird, you know? Yep. Um, so yep. I, I like to see a guy like that. Like it's weird because I've now started to fall into this myself where it's like the random reason to root or not to root for guys, Tony Finau, was like a guy that just I was like watching. I'm like, this guy seems like a fun guy to root for. And then it's like he's a Mormon. I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> Mormon Mormons are weird. <laughs> I get past the Mormon thing because um, I'm a Nike guy. You yeah, know? and he also has the thing where he he's really he's it's similar to Dustin Johnson. Like he's more talented than his one win, and he's been close. So will he get over the hump? So it's you, you kind of want to be on the bandwagon to watch him you know, reel off a couple wins in a row. I'm actually at that point, Ricky Fowler is not in the tournament. Probably the most, <clears throat> the most, um, uh, I don't know, no, he's not relevant, but he's in front of the cameras the most with, with regards to advertising is Ricky Fowler. And he's going through some stuff right now, going through a swing change. One of the best players of the, you know, most of the 2010s, not here right now. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, starting to buy Ricky Fowler stock because I'm, I want to be a part of that journey where he, where he makes a rebound, <clears throat> uh, you know, Kepka for some reason. And, and like, now I'm just basically admitting, I'm like, I'm doing all the things that it seems like all got like Kepka rubs me the wrong way. I don't <clears throat> like him. And then I saw the other day, he, you know, he got engaged like two days ago. I'm out on a guy getting engaged three days before the masters. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, I just saw this uh, Kepka, you know, he loves like, he's like, you know, he's, he's an athlete and, you know, in his head is like this guy is like, I, you know, I need motivation and the, he quote tweeted something about how he's, you know, his injuries are keeping him out. And he, he did the Michael Jordan and I took that personally tweet. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to be buying Brooks Kepka stock this week. He is, uh, if we want to start moving into the betting world, which I know is something that you can get, how you get into golf. Yep, exactly. Two, four, six, uh, seven 
seventh um, favorite. Um, so he's pretty high up there. People are thinking he's got a chance. And this is one thing I should say about all as you're, there's so many pools, Calcutta's, all these things to bet uh, the Masters. And the one thing that's why this course is, or this tournament is always so different is because there's, it's not a big field. Most tournaments are 150, 160 players. There's only like 85 players in this tournament. So it really condenses the, uh, the, you know, the range of outcomes for people to win. This is why you start seeing, you know, the same people um, in this, you know, the running for this event year after year. And you have seen multiple winners here because there's not, you know, A, they're made for this course. B, there's also less people that can beat them. So, yeah, having said that, like. Yeah, let's let's dive into it because I uh, have, you know, I've got some names picked out. I've got some some money that I'm thinking about sprinkling around. And then I've, you know, I dove deeper than I did in uh, in the past few tournaments when I would bet on this and, you know, tried to find some bets now that I'm sort of getting the hang of it in terms of, okay, well, this makes more sense to me in value than this. And I'll give you one that jumped out at me um, as value, which was, where, let me find this top player. So uh, Dustin Johnson is what to win it all? Nine to one? Yes. Six to one to be the top American player. It's, to me, it's like, you know, the difference between six and nine, sure, it's like, you know, a, a third of your winnings. But and I and I understand that the American players are you know the the best of of the bunch. But to just immediately remove the international players from the guys who would finish above him and still get six to one seems like a great bet to me, as opposed to betting him to win. It's an interesting it's an interesting idea. Now let me let me talk to you about that because there there hasn't been I, I know. I want to say it's been a long time, if ever, an Australian winner. It's been a long – it may have never happened. Someone, someone checked check the facts on that, but I'm pretty sure um, we're talking about a long time ago. And there was a little run in the 2000s where Schwartzel from South Africa won, Danny Willett from the UK won. But if you're just looking at the odds right now, this is why I have some hesitation at 6-1. to one. I don't think – okay, Rom, John Rom from Spain, mm-hmm. basically from Arizona State. But he's from Spain, the fourth overall favorite, plus a 12 to 1. After that, you got to go all the way down to Victor Hovland, who is 33 to 1, and then Cam Smith at 4,000, as long as Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, and Sung J.M. So there's only one, not two non Americans basically in the top 20. Um, so to give rec- away a, a third of your. For yeah yeah I mean, that's my that's my feeling like if it's you're betting the same amount like i, I mean you know i will say this i have you know i will talk about my my one of my good buddies who i played high school golf with named ryan druniak who i hope to be our sort of like ace in the hole for future shows he's given me a, several winners over the years and he said to me um one guy he really likes is sung jm at four thousand to one. he's he's on my list yeah and, I, and i'll tell you why and and this is what i've liked about my you know, limited golf betting and limited golf betting success so far. I've been, I've been making okay money betting here and there on these tournaments because I have no, I have no history. I don't know anything about anything except for I've now watched some part of the last 
10 golf tournaments. And this guy's name is always around. He's I'm always getting five or six shots of him hitting a golf ball because he's in the mix. He's sixth. He's eighth. He's fourth. So it's like at, at, at what? 40 to one. Yep. At 40 to one. That's one a, you know, what I will say one reason that you always see his name is because he plays literally every week. He plays every week. The guy's a machine. And I think I, I don't have the facts in front of me. I'm pretty sure he came in second or at least top five at the masters back in November. One, one storyline I'm interested in is seeing the quick turnaround. Like are, are the guys who played well, in the masters just six months ago, gonna, gonna have that sort of run continue at the masters again this year. Um, or was it like a, like sometimes like so many golf events, it's just like a one week thing, but like, it's a nice run to have. It's pretty amazing for a guy who played hot in the last masters to have the same event again, six months later. So it sounds like you and I, and I think at the end of this, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an event. I think you and I should get on, get in on, and we should pick our four favorite players. I'll explain the event at the end, but it sounds like we both like Sung JM. Right off the bat at four thousand to one. I like him at four thousand. I like him at plus four thousand. And you know, to dive back into like now we're taking the Americans out of the mix. How about seven fifty for plus seven fifty for rest of the world player? That's interesting. I mean, you're getting seven and a half. You're almost getting Dustin Johnson's odds to win the whole thing if you bet him to be the rest of the world. That's not. By the way, that is not including continental european players american players english players green bay like uh great britain and ireland that's rest of the world 750 for rest of the world oh it doesn't include uk doesn't include uk or, or europe. europe okay interesting kind of I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm riding this m train i mean yeah i mean i like that but i i, I don't see who else can help you outside of of him though so i think if you love him Hideki, Hideki, Matsu, you know, Matsuyama is 5,001. His issue is that his, his issue is that he just has trouble putting, can't putt at all. And the one thing that you can't do on this golf course is not putt well. So as much as I, I like the 751 as a theory, I think you just go all in and put, you know, all, all your eggs in one basket in the Sun JM <laughs> Easter egg basket. Um, I'm really happy that we both kind of synced up on that guy. Who else? Who else? I, 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 this just makes me sad. I made so much money off over the years off of a Paul Casey top 10 finish. The kid is automatic and sort of like being good in majors, making cuts, getting you a top 15. Um, CBS just posted like an, uh, an analyst favorites. And they did have Paul Casey, and that really scares me. It's like when Charles Barkley picks your team, yeah. you're done. It, it, yeah. It's like it's like when they go to, you know, the the Fox pregame crew and they all pick the same team. <laughs> exactly. so like the, the, the Giants have no chance in this Super Bowl. The Patriots roll to an undefeated team. I'm like, here we go. It's the I most foolproof it. plan in betting is to like just prey off of people watching the pregame shows. Well, hoping for unanimous and then you just go the opposite. So the other name that is that I have on my list for the same reason, which is seemingly always in the mix although unlike him doesn't play as many tournaments but seemingly always in the mix as far as my very brief 
uh, watching of the game goes, but I haven't seen him atop anything is Patrick Cantlay. Dude. Plus 2,200. This is not a joke. My boy Ryan, Druniak, the two names he gave me, Sung J.M. and Patrick Cantlay. Let's go. What do we need your I mean, boy for? We got Joe Prano watching five golf. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Now, I mean, I, I'll give a shout out, a couple of shouts out to the, the, uh, another golf podcast, No Laying Up, because they had Cantlay. I've been going through the canon of their interviews, the podcast, and Cantlay, great story, because one of the top amateurs during his time went to UCLA, top amateur, just got a real bad back issue. And um, this guy is uh, great, but he also, talking about outworking the competition, because of his back issues, he has to like arrive at the golf course four, four hours and plus before his round. Um, so just to warm up his back, he's doing this every day. Um, yeah, we got to get him some Sarno. We, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mail him the Sarno book. <laughs> yep, send him the Sarno. So, uh, but you're right. When he's on, and we saw that earlier. Both, I think. Well, no, I don't think M was actually the, not there. But but Cantlay went on uh, when they played in um, Palm Springs. He went on like an assassin's tour and like had like a 60 watch at one point. He's a real ability to go low, very good player. And I agree with you. Um, I like those odds uh, a lot. So that's amazing. I mean, that's pretty amazing that we've, that we've circled in two guys. Right. What I kind of did is I, I went through and I picked, I picked, I sort of grouped them. I was like, you know, under 20 to one, the 20 to one to 40 to one crowd. And then kind of the, 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 the long shots. So I had, you know, Justin Thomas from my, you know, I mean, 11 to one is still good odds if you're betting on anything, but in sort of my low odds group, then I had can't lay an M in the 20 to 40. And then I was dancing around, you know, and, and was looking forward to talking to you about what's our, what's our long shot plays. Well, just looking right now at some of these names. Um, one name that stuck out to me, and I, I honestly, like, I'm not the best with long shots. I just feel like, but one person I like is Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris, a uh, kid from the West Coast, he's still learning. He's pretty young, but he can draw the golf ball. And, if he, and I, I, it's his natural swing fit. Um, so really good player. I, I, I'm He's at plus, um, I believe he's at plus 10,000, I want to say. Um, so that's one guy. That, just because I like the, his, the, the ball shape for him, I think it's something we want to consider. Mark Leishman always seems to play well there, too. He's another guy that can move the ball both ways. He's an Australian. He's also at plus 10,000 to one. Um, is that Zalatoris? Um, and just a local guy. I, I, it's his only his second Masters. But he's been playing really well. Max Homa, um, local boy, does good out here in Southern California. One at Riviera. May, I think he played uh, – I don't know when he last played the Masters. But, then, you know, there's an adage that no, it usually takes you about six or seven tries to really learn how to play at Augusta. So maybe we should look into some vets who are in their late 20s, early 30s. And can't, I think feel like Cantlay fits that bill for us. I'll you know, you- people – I'll tell you a name I saw in the in the long shot range who I liked his vibe. He was in the mix last year a little bit, like in the in the Masters. Dylan Fratelli. He was 
long sleeve goggle style skit. Like yeah. I liked, I liked his. He seemed very, uh, you know, he seemed like a he seemed like a fucking dork, and I liked it. I have no real opinion on Dylan Fratelli, but I will say I, I have found myself rooting for Max Homo. He's very good on social media. Um, he I've also seen has that. A, yep. also has an incredible journey, like going from like a good uh, amateur career to basically having to lose it, basically losing his game, just losing it out of play, um, needing putts to like make the tour, the, the, the tour at all. And now becoming a two-time winner. So he's something a guy root for. So maybe that's an emotional pick to some degree, but um yeah, I mean, you look at this mid-range. There's like a bunch of mid-range guys, and we'll go into maybe some matchups, um, like Bubba plus sixty-six hundred. A couple winners: Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, um, Corey Connors has been playing pretty well. I don't know if this course shapes fits his game at all, but he had a couple, you know, top three finishes in, in the Florida swing. Sergio's a winner at five thousand one. Scotty Scheffler's probably gassed. From playing, you know, six rounds of you know golf in a row in the the match play, um, my 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 guess is we're probably looking at. I would be surprised if someone comes in from out of the um, you know out of the long range to win. Um, you know, Finau and Patrick Reed are at thirty three hundred. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a dart throw for any of these these um these players i think in the plus ten thousand. what's your what's your strategy typically when when you'll bet the masters or when you bet a golf tournament in general because i've i've sort of like i you know said here in the last few i'm picking sort of maybe three guys from three different odds groupings and kind of just going like well this guy comes in great if this guy comes in great if this guy comes in you know, the most likely, all right, I'm still making, you know, you're still making money. How, how do you sprinkle, how do you sprinkle your, uh, your bets? I mean, I usually like, I will probably, I don't, I don't do a lot of pre first round bettings because I feel like I know nothing. I'd kind of like to zone in on um, some of the odds, maybe after the first round or even after the cut and sort of just see what's, you know, you still get you still get ten to one five to you know five to one ten to one odds is is great. I mean to have that kind of odds with, with information is usually how I'd like to do it. Um, this the Masters to me is specific because it's one tournament that um, it seems like a lot of the same players play well every year. So you kind of just look at these um, lineups and say like I want to attack people that I think like. Uh, for instance, like my, my buddy Ryan says, you know, they, they, they're really going to target his, – his thinking is um, – I'm just going to read it for you. He, think, he feels like Augusta National Golf Club is a very – and this is true – very reactive in how they present the course. When Tiger blew up the course, they Tiger-proof the course. They, do, they make changes according to what just happened. So he thinks that it's going to be like um, – the, the, the biggest defense is going to be on the greens. Like it's going to be super – super slick greens faster than what we saw in November when it was like, Hey guys, it's a little slower. It's a little, you know, um, you know, it's not fully grown out as, as is now. So let's, let's quicken the pace up a little bit. So how, you know, he thinks like how high can you hit the ball and how well can you put the ball? Um, so maybe in that respect, like Abraham answer guys who can put the ball really well can maybe make a little noise um for us uh great short game like abraham answer um i'll try to look through, through the list 
Um, and one one thing, this is a classic. This is an old, you know, no laying up is there the pot I mentioned that, that, that they mentioned like the, um, the the dad the dad vibes. You mentioned Brooks getting engaged, but they talk they make fun of uh, the idea of new perspective, being a dad. You, they immediately have a dad like, oh, I have a new perspective on life. Everything's just a little easier now. Yeah. Well, John Rom just had a kid, and his wife just had a kid last week, so that's the tracker um, for us. Is like. Is, it, is, he just, is he just playing freer now because he's got the kid out of the way and he's a dad. He's got more responsibilities. Well, I, I think, you know, this tends to happen across. All, I, I always think when I'm, when I'm wagering on any sport, like what's, what's the angle that they're going to play when this happens? And can I, do I see that happening? And that's why I love him at 40 to one. It's like, we have, you know, there's a lot of talk of the Asian community right now. How, you know how they're being treated i'm like this is this this story is just waiting for him to have a good first couple rounds and them to hoist him up and so that that's where that was one of the things that uh, 40 to 1 and we get that tail that's where i'm he's in my he's in my group for sure i like that call and I, i'm glad you brought this up because there's a lot of angles right so let's talk about jordan spieth Right. This has been a guy that everyone's been watching his um, resurgence back into the hierarchy of the game. He's been very close earlier this this year and he breaks through last week. Now he's he's like horses for courses. He's the guy at the Masters has had multiple chances to win the Masters the past six years. Um, he is, I think, listed at like a top four. Um, um, I have I have him as three overall. He goes Dustin at nine to one. Bryson 11 to one Jordan at 11 to one also. So basically T two. Um, any feelings on what Jordan speed's going to do? Is that, or does that just feel like a sucker's bet? Well, um, I guess my question for you is, and I know obviously a guy like tiger woods is, you know, in his past would go, I'm just going to win every tournament for 10 months or whatever. But is there any, is there any reason to believe this thing in my heart that says like, well, he won last week. So did he, you know, in essence, peak too early, like coming off the Schneid last week, does he then go, he go, he comes off the Schneid and goes back to back the second one being the masters or does he, you know, he's in the mix again as he's been, he got that, the, the weights off his back now, but you know, he's not, Suddenly he hasn't won in whatever it is, six years. And now he's just ripping them off week after week, including the masters. Now this may have changed in recent memory. I can't remember, but for the longest time, there was the, the fact that no, no one has ever won the week before the masters and gone on to win the masters. It's never happened. So, you know, you can, if there's one person that could probably buck trend tiger rarely played the week before. So, but Jordan, Seems like a guy that could could do it. Now, is he too tired? Just having played, he's played a lot this year. Um, is you know, is he over willing to overcome like that emotional sort of? You know, well, like high? You know, for, for example, you were talking about your boy Max Homa, who is ha, has a decent social media game. Spieth was still on the course when I saw Homa say like getting on the flight to Augusta, like that, what a, you know, I hate flying, but here I'm flying to Augusta. So that's different. That. And you're yep. like, well, you're already on your way there. This guy's still on the golf course from last week. Yeah. The difference is Max Homa hasn't played the masters every year. Like Jordan Spieth has knows like the back of his hand. And also no, yeah, I, I'm not saying that in yeah. comparison to the saying 
this guy versus this guy. I'm just yeah. saying probably a lot of guys are there are getting settled or whatever. Jordan Spieth is still collecting hardware from last week. So, so I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see what his, his journey is this week. I will say um, I probably wouldn't buy into Jordan Spieth. I just feel like he's a, maybe there's a little bit, maybe oh, just a little overvalue right now. He has certainly proved me wrong. Um, and he's super fun to watch at the masters. He's just dangerous. He's just really dangerous. But is he, is he gassed? Is he a little too tired? Um, like it seems to me when I think of, you know, Spieth and Justin Thomas, I'm like, well, I'm three weeks removed from the Justin Thomas win. He's playing well. He's the, you know, it, it's a similar, I get a similar vibe from like where they're both at, but he did it three weeks ago. Like I like him in that, in that lower grade bet. Better. Yeah. The one thing about Justin Thomas, and I would say this to him, <laughs> he has the small, what I think are the smallest shoulders. His whole frame is. I have ever for a dude that can hit at three twenty. I've never seen. He's he has like twelve year old shoulders, um, and just absolutely shreds the ball. But it's it's I can't get past like it's like it's like a miniature Kevin McHale. It's like yeah. If I'm doing that, I'm doing is like a nine degree shoulder angle for those listening. That's what Justin Thomas reminds me of. Um, Now, do you do you dabble in the this guy to make the cut? This guy versus this guy. I'm, I'm the head to heads I'm interested in. I think okay. if like, because again, again, if, if, especially if like you and I are zoning in on, um, I guess I'm less into sort of spreading it around and being like, if we feel like we have a hunch, I'd probably look to push that hunch a little harder. Mm-hmm. Like, look for like where Cantley or Sung JM, or maybe like, I think I saw Zal Torres as like a favorite to win, uh, uh one of his groupings. So I was, in, I was interested in that. Um, and, and do those, do those, head-to-heads do they tend to be for i mean i'm assuming you can bet them for the first round the second round the yeah. whole thing yeah so like for instance right now um well let's look let's look, let's look through a couple of these um several against R- rory like for instance tournament matchup um abraham answer minus 150 over bubba watson plus 115 so that that's interesting to me. I've not looked at these yet. This is the first time I've looked at these, yeah. but me being like maybe me saying like, oh, if putting is going to be a premium this week. Um, and then, and then Vegas likes, likes like that. That's interesting to me. Like I feel like Bubba would be minus one ten as well. You know, minus one ten. So maybe I go and hit Abraham answer because I had that feeling, and Vegas seems to like that as well. Um, and then again, another another guy, Abraham answer and Corey Connors at minus one fifteen. Two guys that I think like are playing. Connor's especially playing pretty well right now. Um, Zal Torres minus one thirty-five over Adam Scott plus one hundred five. Uh, and here comes some other things. Uh, tournament matchup, interesting. Bryson even money versus Dustin Johnson minus one thirty. Um, Bryson minus one fifty-five over Jordan uh, plus one twenty. So that, it's a cool way to kind of look and save. If you if you have a lean on a guy, to me it's like. If we feel like we have an edge, let's let, let's find multiple ways to take advantage of that edge. Yeah, um, and and it's and, and it costs you like like the idea of like winning the tournament is hard. Like a guy like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Like I want you, you got to win. Right. Maybe we make some money by like just feeling like you're going to play well. Let's lean on the fact that we think you're going to play well. Let's take advantage of that. I like it. Yeah. Um. Now, before you mentioned. I mean, I want I, if you have if you have more to add on this on on just the 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 gambling side of it, I'm I'm happy to hear it. Like, give me all the tug nugs you got. 
Uh, but you also, you, you piqued my interest before. I did not realize Dustin Johnson will have his own menu. That That's interesting to me from a, yes. so, yes, a culinary like, standpoint. Yes, there is a, there, so there, there's the, there is the um, champion's dinner, which I believe is on Tuesday nights and everyone gets to have their own menu created. Um, and I will, I will, I mean, I should look up other menus from the past, but I'm sure you can do that easily on social media, but he's having a very solid menu. So now, there's it's, been his, some... it's, it's his menu for the dinner because he's the defending champ. Correct. Got it. Yes. The defending champion gets to create the menu for that year. And this year, um, it's, uh, he's going with pigs in a blanket Ooh. to start with a little bit of lobster and corn fritters. Uh, of course, a house and Caesar. He sounds like a steakhouse guy to me with a, yeah. with a hint of barbecue because this is where the menu is going, right? Lobster and corn fritters. I'm, I'm so far, I'm in. Yeah, pigs in a blanket. He's going to get your basic house salad or Caesar. Family style sides, mashed potatoes, spring vegetables. Then he's doing a filet mignon and a miso marinated sea bass, finishing it up with like a peach cobbler. So like, it's just like a nice run. It's like I'm going to go to Roos Chris and like get, you know. This is what I'm going to order. Like it's, yeah. it's it's classic Dustin Johnson. Like he has he's just a golfing machine. He probably like doesn't have time to eat. You know, go out. So he's like, I'm going to just go, and this is what I get. Uh, you know, four nights a week. <laughs> he's probably thinking like, you know what? Don't don't break up my vibe right now. Like, yeah. This is what he, I was going to have at home. I'm just going to have it here. He carb loads up front with some fritters and some uh, pigs in a blanket. Yeah. He's yeah. You know, he's get, he sprinkles in some leafy greens. Comes back with some more meat. You know, he wants to have a he wants to have a a, a pescatarian option. <laughs> yeah, and this is part of part of why you know golf fans really love the Masters because it's just got these these little bits of history that are so cool. Whether it's you know the green jackets, or and the, I the, and I do like the the nod to uh, to Georgia with a little peach cobbler, a little peach cobbler. That is like nice. Justin Bieber. He gets his peaches down in Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but all, you know all these things like the menu, the the, the part three contest, um, um, you know uh, the green jacket, as I said, uh, even like um, awards for the low ams. You know you get like you get you get uh, hardware, you get um, trophies and hardware for eagles. You know the collectors' items for the players do. So like there's just co- cool nuggets that are baked into the 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 nostalgia that is the Masters. Now. You are fresh into your new place. I'm assuming moving is still a process, right? 100%. Now. Yep. Um, you have two small children. You have a third on the way. You have a pregnant wife, a heavily mm-hmm. pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Your wife could, could have a baby any day now. That's correct. How much of this do you get to watch? What goes on at home? How, like, will you just be camped out in front of the masters and that's just understood? Things have changed since I've become a dad. I can't get like the full, you know, a full day activity on the weekdays um, and Saturdays. You probably maybe is, is the round I see the least amount of. But usually in our years past, I've demanded that I get the full day on Sunday. You know, one of the advantages of the West Coast is that the golf usually runs to about 3 o'clock, 3.30. So I basically say, give me the whole day till 3.30. I'll take the kids out you know, as soon as we're done, like I'll take, but I, I need this whole day. And I, and actually I want you in the house. I don't want you in the house. I don't want anyone talking to me. Um, the masters is up there. I think for, for, for real fans like this, the masters is up there with any other sporting event for the year. It's really, uh, they do, they do a good job. Like there's a lot of nitpicking on golf coverage, 
throughout the year, but the Masters do a good job of like having it sponsored by Exxon, <laughs> whether or not you like Exxon, yeah. we won't get into that. But the fact that there's like limited uh, commercial interruption is another you know part of the appeal. So I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I think, and I'm really, I mean, I want, here's our pitch uh, as we sort of look through the back end of this uh, episode. I got an invitation today. You'll be surprised about a golfing pool. Maybe you and I should, we should enter it for the dirty sports. Sure. Um, the entry fee is $40. Uh, we pick four golfers whose, whose odds are set by Vegas. Um, and the aggregate odds total must be greater than 20,000. I love it. So, um, yeah. So there you go. And the lowest aggregate score wins the money. So let's go at let's for the for the for the sake of fun okay. for the podcast. Let's do this. Okay. Um. So we like M. M is uh, to me automatic for us. He's what he's at what right now? Forty four thousand. Yeah. So we have that would give us sixteen thousand more to to get there. And we like Cantlay. Yep, and Cantlay was um. Twenty-two. Uh, let's see, Kelly's twenty-two. So we're at we're at sixty-six. Yep. So that, we need what thirteen eight. So now we need like a, you what, know what was it? To- oh yeah, you got to go twenty. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, so then we'd have to do. I mean, I we we talked about guys. Who who are some of your uh some of your dark horses? Well, my sort of my middle group that M and Cantlay are sort of in my middle group. I had Thomas in my low group. And then, I mean, here's the thing you could go, you could go with, you know, another low and then just go like you could go extra low and go with, you know, one of those top guys and then just go super long shot. I mean, like if we picked one of those, like the, like because we talked about the other day, um, answer. Yeah, where's uh, it, what's answer at? I like answer. 10,000. 10, 10,000. Yeah. You know, Zalatoris answer one of the, or, you know, even Connor's at 8,000. Then we need another five, six. Let's do it. Let's do like answer and or Zalatoris. Let's do answer. Let's do answer. I like it. Um, at 10,000 to one. So that's 10,000, 14,000, 16,200, 16, right? Yeah, 16,2. So, so we need a 38 or better. To finish us off. Now, and it, now this, I'm glad we brought this up because there's a couple guys we talked about. Paul Casey, sort of being a consistent player. Lee Westwood has had multiple opportunities to win the Masters. He couldn't be, well, the last month or so, being playing any better. I'm hesitant to go on Lee Westwood, but I think he's worth bringing up because uh, he'd be an amazing story. You don't like him because his, his uh, fiance, yes, his fiance <laughs> caddies for him. It's like it's like everything I don't want in my day of golf. <laughs> you're you're telling your wife and children to leave the house so you can watch. Imagine if she was just sitting there while you played the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I, you know, it's uh, funny. Now, I, I, now where's I, our where's our guy Finau? Is he? Is he Finau? Does he make it? Not, I think not, he's barely under thirty three hundred. So we have to go. I go a little higher. Um, we have to go a little higher with our with our, our long shot. Now, one guy I think is interesting. Matthew Fitzpatrick is a is a is a unique play. 
Englishman, former U.S. amateur. He's played here several times. Good putter, not super long. Now, um, how, now how about in that middle groove, too? Where's my guy, Matthew Wolf? Wolf is way down. He's really, I like Wolf. I like Wolf a lot. But not From playing this, well. Not playing well at all. Not playing well at all. And to the point, if we wanted, if we wanted to do that, we could. But, but Wolf is uh, 12,500. Yeah. Um, I don't think we want to go there. This we need to we need to we need them to show we need, us. Right yeah, now. we need a stable, and I, that's why I'm at. Uh, that's yeah. why I asked. I mean, guys who get us over that hump. There's a lot of players. Like, you know, Cameron Smith, pretty good. Cameron yeah. Smith's not a bad choice. Really good short game Where, player. Where is good he at? Putter, I, li- I like his thousand. I like his vibe. That's for sure. Let me check out what his top. Uh, this is this could be interesting. He was in the mix down the stretch at Riviera. I think he's been in the mix. At, he was in the mix at the Masters last year, a little bit, right? I'm pretty sure he is. I'm gonna look at what his, his best finish is at the Masters. T two last year. I mean, is that interesting to us? Yeah, I mean that's right. If we're if we're talking about. M can't lay answer Cam Smith. We go over by 200. Yeah. Right. We nail it. Yeah. I like this. Okay. So this is our plays. This is our, this is, and this could be our, you know, this could be our new segment. When we do golf. I, I like this sort of, um, you know, pick, pick out four guys. So M can't lay Cam Smith, Abraham answer. N- none of these guys. We picked, we picked zero long hitters. This, this is what's interesting. We're putting a premium on putting and uh, iron play, um, short game skills. Um, what, so we're, we're taking a stand, basically. We're yeah. saying we're, we're not going with distance. And, we're not and, going with Bruce strength. And the last year. few times that we played, neither of us can hit a ball into a fairway. So no. we know how important it is to just Doesn't matter to us play, at all. play safe. Now – Last thing, I mean, are we, are we feel like we've covered it. We, I feel like we, we've covered it, but I, I like that. So this is that we're getting in this, uh, we're getting in this pool, right? We're getting, yeah, in this, we're getting this action pool. on this pool. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll say to you is before, you know, we, we close up shop is we, we like, we both like him. Can't like, we both know it's impossible to pick winners in golf, but like if you had to pick today, who do you think is going to win the Masters? Who do you think is going to be? Justin Thomas. It's a, a great call. I don't see that happening, but that's a, that's the beauty of this. I'm going to go with can't go with Bryson. I don't think Bryson's ready to win the Masters. Um, I will be rooting for Dustin Johnson to go back to back, which would be sick. Rory need Rory's in a show me state of game right now. I, I'm Rory is I think he's an awesome dude. Obviously, a world class player is is just having trouble. Closing, he needs us to 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 complete the grand slam. He's been trying to do it for like six, seven years now. So he's. I just don't see Rory or Brooks getting there. Cantlay, Morikawa is like a solid player. Reed Finau. I don't. Want, I'm, I'm not going to pick Dustin Johnson because I don't. No one wants to hear like the favorite win. <laughs> I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Tony Finau. I like it. To win like the Masters, it. Tony Finau, just for fun. Show us something, Tony. I mean, you know, we, we talked about uh, 
Lee Westwood, he's got, you know, he's got his wife, his fiance on his back. I just worry, you know, how many wives does Tony have to hear from about how much golf he's playing? <laughs> for, for, for those of you who remember the part three tournament from a few years ago, Tony, Tony Finau, I don't know if you've seen this clip. Uh, he was like running down the part three and he like dislocated his, uh, his, his ankle. I, I do like, I do like Tony <laughs> Finau's uh, style though. You know, I like. I mean, he's the nicest guy at tour. He absolutely bombs the ball. He barely gets the ball. Like he barely takes the backswing. Like it'd be a cool story. I mean, he's not in our four. I yeah. think you know, M Cantlay have better chances. Um, but I, I think for for like storytelling aspect, I think Fina would be um pretty great. I like this. I like. I like. I like all of these. I like all this action. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on. The M can't lay Thomas Finau, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll do that around. I might throw a, a couple bucks on Dylan Fratelli. Hey, show up, guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I like our foursome. Come on, guys! One time, show us first. The first thing you got to do, you you and I know, make the cut. Yeah, like make the cut. Give us a chance to win. Um, so just get through Friday in a position where you can you can strike for us, and then we'll be we'll be ready to rock. I love it. I hope you guys I, like this show. I mean, we, yeah. I, I want you know Joe now, and I. Now, now, it. now, back to the amateurs. What's your what's your stat? Like, how much golf do you see yourself playing? You're, you've you've asked your wife to take your children, including the one inside her, and remove <laughs> themselves from your house from your brand new yeah. home on Sunday. That's right. How much golf do you see yourself playing in the next three months? Probably not, but I will have some family coming in to visit. Um, so I'm hoping that we can use that. My, my parents, her parents coming in as like a buffer to get out to play a handful of times. Um, there is outside of this townhouse, a putting green. Um, so I will be out there practicing the putts, getting my sons, you know, addicted to the game. Um, I see myself playing. You're going to New York next week, right? I am. Yeah. So I, so I see maybe playing once while you're, you're away and maybe we get in one more time. Um, I'm hoping for you know, we have probably three weeks until a kid comes. I'm hoping once a week and then maybe June, this summer. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm pulling for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, we, had a, we had a great couple of rounds at, at Rancho. We talked up your, we talked up your caddying ability. I, you know, I appreciated that shout out. I, I, I made you do it and you, and you told everyone that I made you do it, which is correct. Um, but yeah, I, I really like, yeah, I golf gate was, uh, you know, as I told you, it was a, a chance to just, it was just, a, it was, it was a sporting barb, um, at your playing partner and, uh, and, and, but I, lo- I love playing golf with you and I'm, I'm glad that you're getting into it. I'll, I'll say this about your caddying ability. I would have, I would be sprinkling some money on Lee Westwood if he had you on his bag instead, <laughs> instead of his significant other. <laughs> the one thing I will say this for you golf fans, John Wood, I think is Kuchar's former caddy. He actually shows um, it, on Twitter, his Twitter um, shows his caddying, uh, the, the book he used for the masters. It's pretty interesting to watch. It's something for us golfers to learn. Like he has spots marked out, like don't hit here. Don't hit here. You can miss here. It's pretty cool to see um, kind of how the master's um, course book looks from a real, you know, a caddy that actually showed up. It's pretty cool. Check that out. Well, Tug, this has been a fantastic uh, little thing. you have anything you want to plug before, before we get out of here? No, nah, just you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tug Coker. But, uh, yeah, look for our Instagram next time Joe and I play golf together.
if you guys have made it this far, and I hope you did, uh, I will be in New York. I, I just got booked to do the stand on uh, Wednesday, April 14th. So a week from tomorrow, a week from today, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, supremely reduced capacity, as you can imagine, in a now semi-open New York. So tickets are limited, but uh, there's a link in my Instagram bio. I hope you guys will come. I'll be doing, it's, it's my show. So I'll be doing a lot of time and hopefully I'll be golfing in New York. Hopefully the weather will be nice. I'll, I'm bringing my bag. So hopefully get out on the course while I'm there. And otherwise, you know, same as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this Dirty Sports Podcast. Let us know if you liked this on, on Twitter or on Instagram, and we'll hopefully keep doing more of them. And uh, if you're watching the Masters this weekend, I hope you're doing it with Miller Light in hand. Send, send us a pic of some golf in the background and some Miller Light in the foreground. And that's all. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing it, Tug. Anytime. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter and, and root for our guys. Yeah, for our guys that we picked this week. Yeah, and, no we got, and we just told you where our action will be. So if you want, <laughs> you know, if you want to just dive in on your own, on your own dime, uh, we can all root together. So we'll <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Enjoy enjoy the Masters. <laughs>